This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. By the book on BFM 89.9. Hello, everybody, and welcome to By the Book. I'm Lee Chui Lin, and joining me as always is my fellow enjoyer of literature in all its forms, uh, Shamila Ganesan. Hello. And uh, we have a special guest with us today. We've got Pauline Fan, who is the festival director of the Georgetown Literary Festival, which is returning in physical form from the 24th to the 27th of November this year. Um, its theme is Taming the Wild. We are going to discuss all of that with Pauline. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Lovely to see both of you. So... You know we have to start with this. It is the first time in a couple of years that GTF, GTLF is back fully in person. Yes. How are you feeling? How is it all going? It's exhilarating for sure. Um, I think we were all, over the past two years where we had to move online, um, the sessions were wonderful, but I think there was always a sense of frustration at not being able to gather in person. And so coming back into full physical form is definitely exciting. Um, at the same time, it's also been exhausting because um, just... There have been so many also, I think, coming out of the pandemic, unprecedented things that we've had to deal with, mostly logistical headaches, actually, because um, for several things. One is that airfares have all gone up. And so what we thought we could what we, what we thought we could cover with our uh, modest festival budget is we had to really stretch it this time because everything has gone up and everything is more complicated. It's so much more complicated to travel. Uh, people also, um, when we were curating, they've been it's been hard to actually pin down the complete lineup because many people also had to withdraw at the last minute for health reasons or for other reasons. Um, I think there's just some people are also just not ready to travel. Um, and, and on the other hand, also sometimes there were some who really wanted to come, but there's um, also so much happening because the world is opening up. Um, and I think also people are just committed to lots of different things. So it's actually been quite challenging in that respect. But in any case, I think we have a fantastic lineup this year, um, and I'm really happy about the people that we've uh, that we've engaged to come, both locally as well as internationally. What are some of the lessons that you and your team have taken from doing the festival in a hybrid form for the last two and a half years? I'd say yes, uh, the last two years. Last year we we managed to do a little bit of a hybrid, uh, but the previous year was totally online. Um, one of the things I think we learned, certainly we all had to learn very quickly somewhat the technological aspects, which were, we were all quite novice in all of that before. Um, fortunately, though, I think for the 2019 edition, we had already started looking at podcasts as a kind of um, supplement to the, to the physical festival. And so for us, those last two years, we naturally moved to podcasting rather than to do kind of live streaming. Um, that was a bit minimal. Um, our highlight was podcasting. Um, I think the thing that we really learned from that is that the just that the conversations have to be really strong. And so I think for me, it's always important to have not just it's not just about the kind of writers you want um, to bring in who might be attractive to an audience, but it's also the kind of writers who who really can carry out a conversation um, in an engaging way, in a sustained way. And also the moderators. I think it's so important to have the right moderators um, for a festival because the moderator can make or break a conversation. And if you don't have the right moderator who's to engage with these writers and uh, conversationists, you, you won't have a good session. So one of the main draws of GTLF, it's in the name, Georgetown. It has mm -hmm. always been that sense of place and personality. Yes. Um, talk to us about some of the venues that you're going to use for the event this year. 
Mm -hmm. This year, um, we are using the, the UAB building is still our main venue. So that's been the main venue for the last several years. So we're happy to still be using that. It's a nice, lovely space. Um, we have the main hall upstairs and we have a smaller hall downstairs. And then we also have a space which is more like a, the community space, which is where the booksellers will be. Um, it's a kind of a gathering spot for people to hang out um, in, in between sessions. We also are using Digital Penang, which is right next door, actually. So everything is really pretty compact. And a, another one of our venues is uh, the Victoria Garden Hotel, which is right around the corner. It's one of the partner hotels as well. Um, so everything is pretty much compact this year, um, very much within walking distance. So we don't have to, to go too far. We are also using, however, Himbus Depot. Um, for some of the um, side events and also um, for the closing session. So tell us about the team. Um, who's putting this all together? So we have, as usual, as you know, a tiny team. Um, there's me as the director and also I'm curating the English sessions. Um, Izzuddin Ramli is, is for the third year curating our Malay sessions. Um, and But this year we also have two guest curators who are um, doing two sessions each. And that is M. Nabin, who will be doing, who's curating two conversations in Tamil. And we have Florence Quek, who is curating two sessions in Chinese. So that's exciting as well to have that. And those conversations will be totally in Tamil and Chinese. I mean, unfortunately, I won't be able to understand them because there's no simultaneous translation. But I think it's important, actually, to, to be as inclusive as possible. And that's something we've wanted to do. Um, the production team is also tiny. It's... Um, Swana as festival manager and Desmond as a festival coordinator, really tireless team, um, pretty much just pulling everything together. And uh, yeah, they're real um, powerhouses, those two. <laughs> yes, so it's a small team, but I think we work well together and, uh, and it's always good to work with I want to explore the theme uh, because the theme this year is Taming the Wild with the aim mm -hmm. of exploring the relationship between the wilderness and human nature and our imagination. Yes. Uh, talk to us about it. What kinds of conversations are you hoping will emerge from that? Mm. So first of all, the first um, the reason why I wanted to actually uh, go in this direction was because I think especially after the two years of the pandemic, where a lot of it was on uh, reflecting on the kinds of things that we couldn't do. Um, and in some ways, also looking at things like illness and things like that um, and restrictions in all forms. Um, I think I wanted to look at something that was kind of life affirming in a way and what could be like more life affirming than nature itself. Um, so in a way, I think this theme, what we hope to do is both celebrate wilderness and nature and its relationship to human nature, but also look critically at some of the ways in which um, human nature has been actually very destructive to the wild. Um, and to also not just wilderness in a, in a sense of natural, the natural world, but also looking at wilderness in very many metaphorical ways. We're talking about wilderness also as things like exile, or we're talking about wilderness as, um, as even, or the wild side of human nature, which can either be a positive thing or a destructive thing. And we're looking at both those things. So we are looking at, there are some conversations where we're actually questioning the concepts of civilization and barbarism, for example. And how in this era, actually human beings have been very destructive in, <laughs> in many ways, not just to the wild, but to themselves and, and to everything um, in sight. And so we are trying to unpack some of those things. We're looking also, though, at things like animal instinct and the animal world, which has been so rich, actually, in metaphors um, in terms for, for the literary imagination. So we do have a session, both in the Malay session as well as in the English sessions. We have 
uh, panels which are discussing the symbolism and, uh, and the relationship of, of animals and human beings. Um, also, some of the things we're looking at, um, we have something on rewilding language. And I think this is a very interesting topic because, of course, when you talk about literature, you are talking about language. Um, and language is one of those things that can really shape how we live our lives. Um, and something, one of the things I think about our modern or contemporary life is that it has become more and more, um, at, on the one hand, we are communicating a lot more. I mean, we're all on social media, everyone is kind of interconnected and there's so much communication happening. But in other, in another sense, we're kind of disconnected from things like the natural world and sometimes even from ourselves. Um, and why is that so? And how can language actually shape, um, or if we, if we reach back to look at different kinds of language, just say, for example, local languages and indigenous languages and indigenous knowledge, is there a way? I mean, the answer may not be yes necessarily, but to explore if there are ways of incorporating wisdom or lessons from those languages or even lang those languages itself, if there's a way to somehow reconnect to some of the past things that we've lost. So hearing a lot of the stuff that you just mentioned, there mm. is a distinctly darker tone within a lot of this, right? Yeah. Issues of power, or war, or the destruction of nature. Um, why is it important that these elements be included? And I think also, given the few years that we've had, um, how do you think the audience is going to respond to these weightier themes? Mm. Um, I think... I do think our GTLF audience is somehow prepared to deal with weighty themes. I think that GTLF has always been a place that we do speak about difficult subjects. Um, and so I, and I also think there's enough of a celebration and the fun stuff in the festival that there will be a good balance to, um, to the whole thing. Um, plus I think these conversations, um, with these speakers that we have, I mean, they're not academic. It's not an academic conference, but I think all of the writers that we've invited really have a lot to say on um, contemporary issues. And, and that's something that I think GTLF, we've always placed ourselves, um, maybe the relevance that we have as a festival is not only to gather people together to talk about literature, but also to see how literature and contemporary life really merge and how, how they can speak to each other. We're speaking today with Pauline Fan, who is the Festival Director of GTLF, the Georgetown Literary Festival, which is running from the 24th to the 27th of November. We'll continue our conversation after this. Let us know, do you enjoy literary festivals? Are you planning to go to GTLF? Uh, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Buy the Book with Lynn and Sharmila and today Pauline, Pauline Fan, who is the Festival Director of the Georgetown Literary Festival 2022. Um, so before, uh, right before this, we were talking about essentially the theme that's been chosen for the year, which is again, Taming the Wild. Um, how did that inform the curatorial approach that you took with the lineup? How, how does the lineup reflect the theme? Um, yes, very much. The the lineup does reflect the theme, but we also don't try to limit ourselves to just looking for writers who can speak specifically um, on this theme. One of the things and one of the fun challenges about curating is that you also sometimes want to challenge writers to speak about things that are not totally in their comfort zone. Um, and so the thing I like about GTLF, I mean, 
of course, I like it because I curate it, but that's not the only thing. But I think the the reason it's so exciting as a festival is that you don't just come to the festival to listen to an author talk about their book. Um, some festivals are curated that way, that you will you expect to go and hear about the, the authors talking about the latest book. Um, some of that happens at GTLF, but I think it's exciting to actually hear writers talk about topics that are not necessarily expected of them. Um, and, and many times they have a lot to say. And so, for example, two of the highlights, the headliners that we have this year are uh, the international Booker Prize winner for this year, the team actually, the duo, the writer Gitanjali Shri and also her translator, Daisy Rockwell. And their book, Tomb of Sand, uh, Gitanjali Shri's book, which was translated into English by Daisy, is that kind of book actually. I mean, it's wild. It is this kind of wild um, journey and it takes you on this wild journey of, of an 80-year-old woman who has kind of gone back and she's, in a way, she's unfettering herself from, from all the expectations and social um, the kind of social expectations of, of, an, of an elder woman um, in South in South Asia. And that's kind of looking at the kind of wilderness and freedom as well. So it's also how you interpret the theme that we've kind of come up with um, can actually speak on so many levels. And so Gitanjali will also, she'll actually be giving a lecture on writing as wilderness and freedom, which I'm really excited about because that that's um, something that I'm really looking forward to. But we also have things like, so a different way of doing a wild travel is time travel. And so we have the Japanese writer, Toshi Katsu Kawaguchi, who is a little bit of a cult figure. He's written these, this trilogy of books. Um, one of them is um, Before the Coffee Gets Cold. I'm not sure if either of you have read that, but it's this wonderful kind of concept of where people go into a cafe and then they time travel. Um, and it has a huge, Ooh. it's been in, immensely popular. I but would love to read that. I've, I've not yes. read it. Oh, I've you seen should. the book around a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, so that's a kind of um, kind of wild travel as well. That's really out of the ordinary. Um, we also have people like Bora Chung. So Bora Chung and Anton Ho, another uh, writer-translator team, who are finalists for the International Book Prize. Um, she's also, I think she fits very well with the with the theme because her writing is kind of, it really spans surrealism and magic realism and uh, and horror and everything in between you know so so that's that kind of wild imagination as well we're really kind of digging into that but at the same time I also did look to bringing in um, some speakers who could speak specifically on things like the environment and uh, and conservation and so we have a speaker June Rubis who is of Bidayo um, heritage and she's actually going to be give, doing a one-on-one session, actually speaking about how the possibilities of looking at or revitalizing things like Bidayo ritual and using those in uh, in environmental cons- conservation, which I think is really interesting. Those are actually some really great names um, to hear of and particularly being able to meet them in person. Absolutely. I was wondering specifically in terms of Malaysian literature or voices, what was important for you to highlight this time around, uh, particularly given maybe the experiences over the last couple of years, some themes that may be emerging? Mm. Um, so this year we have actually this, a lot of women writers this year who we are highlighting. And it's um, perhaps, I don't know why, but it's, they seem there seem to be quite a few women who are writing on themes like race, history, um, looking back at those things. So we have uh, we have Karina Lobus Barin, who won the Epigram Award. Um, she will be at the festival. Also, Viji Krishnamurti, whose uh, who book actually came out last year, but uh, since we were doing an online session, she couldn't have a proper 
we couldn't have her properly in person. So she is in person this time. Also, Preeta Samarasan, who's just um, come out with her novel, um, will also be at the festival with us. Um, so very strong on the women, actually, this year with Malaysian writers. Um, and I'm excited about that. I think that's a, that's a wonderful thing uh, to have. We also have, um, for local writers in the Malay sessions, we have Fad Radzi, whose book was just published, translated and published by Penguin Random House Southeast Asia this year. Um, his book is called After Time, that's the English translation, and it, it's speculative fiction, a kind of futuristic novel. I'm looking at the downfall of humanity and things like that. But but I think he's an interesting figure as well. And who are uh, some new names that you're hoping to introduce perhaps to Malaysian readers? So um, new certainly for us um, is also Daryl Koh, who's a Malaysian who's based in Singapore. Um, and his book has just won a couple of awards on in young um, people's fiction or literature. He's really interesting. Um, and I think he's, he's, this is pretty much his first novel. Um, and I th find it actually very touching because he, it's a kind of fantasy novel for young people, but he actually based a lot of it on his own experience and his own family experience with his father who suffered from dementia. And so he used this book as a way to kind of, um, to talk about that and to come to terms with it and to, to create a world, um, um, in response to that. So I think that's a very beautiful thing. So we're putting, he told us, um, he said, oh, I'm really not used to, to doing these conversations, but I think he'll be absolutely wonderful in conversation. What sorts of on-the-ground events can visitors look forward to, especially given that they're coming back after after a while? Yes, on-the-ground events, well, of course, there's the physical sessions. There's also, um, there are three lectures that we will be doing, in um, one by Gitanjali Sri, one by Edin Koo on Ulysses as a tr novel of the tropics. That will also be very fascinating, as it is, the 100th anniversary of, uh, it's the centenary year of James Joyce's Ulysses. And we'll be having a lecture by Nirwan Dewanto as well, an Indonesian writer. Um, also, besides the panels and conversations, we have some film screenings. Um, so we are partnering with the uh, Freedom Film Fest, and they have selected and curated um, some short films to be screened as well. We will be having readings, of course, poetry readings, I think, in a couple of different venues. Um, also, also, there's an element of comedy this year. So they are, um, the production team has engaged, um, kind of comedy show. I think it's happening at the Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, um, which people can sign up for. They're also doing workshops again. So that's another thing that I think is really interesting that, and that is not possible to do online actually is the workshops. And so we have quite a few workshops, including one on writing for games. So Sakina Latte from Persona Theory Games, who is one of the kind of pioneer women gamers, um, game creators of Malaysia. She's on our sessions as well, but she's going to be doing a, a workshop on that. Um, and also we have a workshop on literary agencies, like the role and what is the role of literary agencies and how do you work with them? We'll have more on uh, GTLF in our footnotes, actually, in which we're going to put Pauline on the spot. So stay tuned for that. Um, but in the meantime, just some quick details. So we have, of course, been talking about Georgetown Literary Festival 2022. Um, you can find out the details on, well, all the social media 
all the social media pages and profiles, but also the website, mm-hmm. uh, which is georgetownlitfest.com. It is running from the 24th to the 27th of November 2022. Yes. Let us know, are you planning to attend? Uh, do you like literary festivals as a whole? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at bythebook at bfm.my. <laughs> That brings us to footnotes in which, as promised, uh, Pauline has stuck around. It is a very simple footnotes and one in which I ask what I'm assuming is not your favourite question, Pauline. (laughs) We ask you every year. I'm so sorry. Um, But basically, it's this. Um, If you could pick three three things to not miss at GTLF, what would they be? Yeah, that's a really hard question, Lynn. But um, if I could just pick three, gosh, I think... One of the totally unmissable sessions is the lecture by Gitanjali Shri. Um, she will be talking on writing as a form of wilderness and freedom. And I think she's really the perfect person to write about this. She's a really formidable woman and an incredible speaker. I mean, of course, her book, Tomb of Sand, was just a masterpiece. Um, so that's unmissable for sure. Also, I would say the we always have a an all-women panel. And this year, our women panel is on the theme of wild women and feral females. And it features Chloe Arigis, um, Villa Somia, Regina Ibrahim, and Dina Zaman. Um, and I think that would be one of the most fun panels of the whole festival. I think it's always the women's sessions are always really fun and uh, not to be missed. The third one I would select, really difficult, but I would say um, the lecture by Nirwan Dewanto, um, the Indonesian poet and critic who is such a um, really interesting and formidable uh, thinker as well. And he is giving a lecture in Bahasa Indonesia on Kata dan Kalibut, which translates into chaos and the word. And and so very wild. (laughs) (laughs) Not to be Pauline, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thank you so much, Lina Shamala. You have heard from Pauline Fan, the Festival Director of the Georgetown Literary Festival 2022. Um, just again, those dates, it is running from the 24th to the 27th of November. Uh, all the details are on georgetownlitfest.com. Um, let us know, are you planning to attend? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. And of course, as always, write to us at bythebook at bfm.my. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.